nicely round. Hello, Captain. Good evening, Miss. I wonder whether you care to sit at my table for dinner. I'd love to. Thank you, Captain. Good. See you later, then. Oh, hello, Captain. Good evening, Miss. I just wanted to ask you if you'd save me three or four dances this evening. Of course, Captain. Good. See you later, then. Why, hello, Captain. What is it this time? You're nothing. Uh, I just wondered if you'd like me to show you the engine room. Mm. Not just the doors. And shall we say midnight? I'll be there. Good. See you later, then. Oh, my word. I can see I'm going to enjoy this voyage. That was an excerpt from The Sea Wolf. <laughs> another of the books you recommend you to read, especially during the next half hour. Meanwhile, for those who can't read, here is a sort of radio show which is beyond our care. Among those taking part are Dapper Stitchmore, the Honorable Agnew Counterblast, Wedgwood Nip, Miss Winifred Watchmaker. Oh, you can have a good time with her. <laughs> to continue, Con Macaroni, Sir Farley Blenkinsop Capone, and of course Mr. Kenneth Horne, who prefers to remain anonymous. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenneth Horne. Welcome to Beyond Our Ken. And first, I should like to thank you for all the letters that you write. Uh, one this week was from a listener who said he never misses our show. The letter actually reads... Dear Kenneth Horne, I haven't heard your show for weeks and I never miss it. <laughs> we were all deeply touched. However, let me as usual tell you some of the things I did last week. On Monday, I popped over to the police boards of the White City, particularly fascinated by the main event of the evening. Six policemen in different coloured helmets chasing an electric burglar. <laughs> on Tuesday, I had to get to the library because my wife insisted on my taking back the book I was reading. She said she just wouldn't have books like that about the house. It was called How to Be Master in Your Own Home. <laughs> Wednesday, I was going down to the high street when a ragged old tramp asked me for money. I gave him every penny I had on me. Well, I just couldn't refuse his honest and forthright approach. I think it was the way he said, Your money or your life. <laughs> Thursday I went to bed early, but I had a very restless night. I dreamt I was counting sheep and kept waking up. Friday. <laughs> Friday was a day of surprising peace, and I'm glad to say the peace I surprised was rather pleased. <laughs> However, on Friday evening, I've been invited to the midnight premiere of a new film by one of our promising young actors, Edmund Hart. Before the film, he took me to dinner at London's leading theatrical restaurant, The Creeper. Oh dear, why these actor chappies always late. Hello, Kenny. Sorry, I'm late. Right, here we go. Oh, don't take. I've forgotten something. I say, why are you putting those dark glasses on? I don't want to be recognised. Come on. Good evening. The table for Mr. Edmund Harvey. Certainly, sir. Who's for the meat? Okay. I say, Kenneth. I 
think you'd better have the dark glasses. <laughs> You're at table, sir. Uh, thank you, Luigi. We'll start with the soup. Uh, very good, sir. Uh, would you care for a roll? Oh, let me see. No, no, I don't think I like that one. No, nor that one. No, 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 thank you. Take them away. Well, what's the matter? Nothing. It's just these days it's so difficult to find a roll that suits me. <laughs> I say, I say, Edmund, just look at all these celebrities here. That couple over there, isn't that Sir Nosworth and Lady Lumpton? So it is. My word, that mix must be worth a bottle. Yes, and she's rather well dressed, too. <laughs> Quick, horn! Get behind the menu. No, it's too late. He's spotted us. Who? That dreadful Grant Patterson is coming over. Just can't bear the sight of him. Hello, Grant. How oh, nice to see you. <laughs> it's been about ten years since we met. I don't think I'd have recognized you if it hadn't been for the suit. You, Grant, I see you've got a beard now. Yes, I had to grow it my next part. <laughs> really? What are you advertising? <laughs> it's for my new play. Come to the first night and be a friend, if you have one. I'm afraid I can't do that, but I'll come to the second night, if there is one. <laughs> By the way, this is uh, Kenneth Horn, Grant Pavis. How do you do? Now, tell us about this new play of yours. Yeah, it's rather divine, really. At last, I find a play that really suits my personality. What is it, the wooden horse? <laughs> In it, I played the part of a rather lovable old man who befriends a somewhat sensitive young boy and helps him find a way out of some very awkward situations. Now, what's it called? The big ears get naughty out of trouble. <laughs>
some they carry love in, but not to worry, love is too hot to hurry, love is. Love is a red hot candle, love is a white hot candle, love is too hot to handle, love is. Workshop. No, Carpenter's workshop. They acted about a bit and put in some vice, 
and Bob your uncle, it was a great success. Yes, <laughs> I believe, isn't it full of lust, greed, and sex? Ah, it's just a simple tale of country folk. <laughs> I say, Kenneth, just look at the time. We'll be late for the film premiere. Oh, are you going for that? Yes, we are. Oh, take me in with you, will you? Well, if you like, but why? Well, it's a certificate act. Well, personally, I'm, uh, I'm quite looking forward to it. They say it's even more angry than look back in anger. What's it called? Look out, I'm leaving. <laughs> it's uh, the story of a frustrated young man who thinks the whole world is against him. Christabel, thank heaven for you. I'm glad we met. You're the only one who understands me. 
the only one I feel I can trust. The only one who ever listened to me. <laughs> Don't interrupt.
And tonight we present the close-up on ships. Do British ships leave the world? Or is that just the shipping line? <laughs> well, first of all, let's have a word with somebody who has spent all his life in ships. And your name, sir? Abel Seaman, Stanley Birkinshaw of the SS Salty Sioux. Yes. How do you like a life at sea? Oh, simply splendid. I find it so stimulating being at sea with a salty tang in your nostrils and the feel of the spray in your face. Yes, I know what you mean. But, um, tell me, what job do you do? Well, just at present, I'm a steward, but I used to be a stoker, first class. Uh, they insisted that I had transferred. Oh, why was that? Uh, weren't you any good at stoking? Oh, yes, but every time I shouted full steam ahead, I put the fire out. <laughs> and now you, madam, I believe you're married to a sailor. Do you like it? No, I don't. No fun being married to one. You know, my husband hasn't been home for six years. Yes, but surely that's to be expected of a sailor. Yes, he's on the Woolwich Ferry. <laughs> Finally, let's have a word with someone who has just returned from an ocean cruise. Now, sir, would you tell us something about your experiences at sea? Oh, no, no. bring that up again. You didn't really enjoy it, then? Oh, no, I didn't. I stayed in my cabin the whole trip. I see. Then you, you wouldn't agree that ocean cruises are good for you? No, I wouldn't. You ask me, they all bunk. such as ours, men have always found pride and pleasure in building beautiful ships. And to a shipbuilder, there's nothing more thrilling than that moment when his vessel is ready for her maiden voyage. Hello, Rodney. Hello, Charles. What a wonderful day this must be for you. Well, Robert, there she is. Isn't your beauty? My word, yes. What exquisite lines and how majestic she looks afloat. Yes. I must say, she's absolutely a ship shape. Oh. Oh. oh, you are a wag. What are you going to call her? I've been keeping it a, a big surprise. I shall call her the S.S. Rodney Taylor. Oh! Oh, Charles, I'm honored. It's not every day I have a boat named after me. Oh, Rodney, I only hope she lives up to her specifications. But this trial run will soon show any weaknesses in the construction. Yes, it must be a frightening moment for you. I mean, what on earth do you do if it should break down? Simple. I should just wade into the pond and bring her up. <laughs> indeed a seafaring nation, proud of its great naval heritage. Let's now pay tribute to those legendary names that have made naval history. Could they but speak now? Could. My life was the sea. Rally. Got a fag on your mate. <laughs> Hawkins. I hope you like my last picture. <laughs> Nelson. Of my pigeon.
Yes, we are indeed proud. Oh, yes, I'm sorry, I forgot. Hornblower. <laughs> Finally, let us consider the shipwrecked mariner. One of the most popular yarns of life at sea that the sailor tells is of being shipwrecked on a desert island with a beautiful girl. But does it always happen like this? Oh, 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 thank goodness, safe at last. Oh, what a hard swim that was. Still here I am at last on this beautiful desert island. The first thing I must do is find myself a pretty little native girl. Andrew. Oh, lummy. <laughs> me dream shattered. How did you get here, you old faggot? Oh, I'm close to your faces, Andrew. No wonder I had to go hard swim. Andrew, isn't it romantic, darling? You and I being washed up together on the desert island. Oh, we were washed up years ago.